Okatov, Wadilusumcha, today's daf is daf Samach Vav, Ink Subas. On Sunday, Mitzvah, we'll, 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 we'll learn at the regular time of 5.30. And on Yontif, as I, for those who didn't see the message, we'll, we'll learn at the usual time, 7 o'clock in the morning, Yontif and Shabbos. And we'll also learn between Mincha Marv tonight and tomorrow night. The bottom of Samachem uh, Bey's, the last line we covered yesterday was in front of Rava, different than our mission said. Our mission said that if a woman finds anything, it's like her paycheck goes to her husband. So he, the Tana learned in front of Rava that the Tanakama says that a woman keeps it herself if she finds something. Her husband gets it. Rava said, How can you say that Rabbi Kiva is the one who says it goes to her husband? Tanakama says, Otherwise, what about the surplus to buy see a death? A woman works, if she has a paycheck which is over and above the minimal amounts that we've covered that she has to do for her husband, a normal woman, and that extra amount, which is uh, which is you know the surplus of her um, of her of her of her work or paycheck, says that she keeps, even though that's something that the husband should get. Because he gives her, he gives her um, a sustenance. He gives her, uh, he maintains her, and uh, he gives her an allowance based on that. Rashi says, Even though the hadofa of ma'isiyadeh is not really tachas mizonos, but it's tachas the um, tachas the, the allowance. But either way, it makes sense for the husband to get still. Uh, and still, and still, Rabbi Kiva says that she keeps that, as we'll see in a minute. Metziah so low, and certainly she should be able to keep her own metziah. So how do you say Rabbi Kiva says that the metziah goes to her husband, not of her paycheck, which Rabbi Kiva says the extra part of her paycheck goes to her, even though it should go to the husband. So certainly the metziah should go, should go also. This uh, Rabbi Kiva goes to her. certainly the metziah should, she should be able to keep keep anything that she finds. If her paycheck, Rabbi Kiva says she can keep, even though we hold that it goes, we, we hold it goes to the husband, certainly he would say that the Metziah should go to him. Uh, how do we see Rabbi Kiva says that she keeps the surplus of her paycheck? Let's say she makes a netter that her husband can't have any anaw. She's not going to, anything that she's going to do is not going to be anaw for her husband. Her husband can't have anaw. He doesn't even have to break a netter like that because since she's meshubed to do work for him, she can't make a netter and say, that the, the stuff that I'm going to cook or the work that I'm going to do for you, you can't have any enough from that. She can't make such a netter. The netter is, is meaningless because she's meshubed. She she's already has an obligation to do that to her husband. So she, she, he doesn't have to break a netter like that. Rabbi Kiva says, no, yay, for he should break that netter. Shematado for Yosem and Roy, because maybe she'll have a surplus. In other words, yes, there's a minimal amount that she's supposed to do for him. Let's say, keneged, the, wor- the food that he gives her. But maybe she'll do more than that. And more than that, he doesn't have, she doesn't have to give him. She gets to keep that herself. And therefore, if she makes a netter on that part, it would be chal. You can't say she's meshubah to him for that. So you see Rekiva holds, so you see Rekiva holds that the surplus that she works, the, she gets a big fat paycheck that she's entitled to keep. So if Rekiva says she's entitled to keep that, certainly she, she should be able to keep something that she finds. What's That's the, what Rava asked him. What's the mechanism? 
she finds a metzia, she's finding it for her husband, or he, she... No, she's calling it, then it, right, which goes to him, right. So she has the obligation to return it? She has the obligation to give it to her, not to return it, to no, give it to her. Return it. No, 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 we're, not, we're talking about not something where there's an obligation to return, not where there's a no, simon. I'm saying, if a, if a woman finds yeah, something... Yeah, yeah, she would have an obligation she to return it, right, right. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, but here we're talking about something that she finds where there's no simon, that's something that she's able to no, keep. No, I understand, yeah. but there has right. to be a mechanism. Yeah, 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 but, the, but, but right, if, if, if you're allowed to keep it, she should keep. She can keep it, and Abikiva says. Abikiva says that the the Misha said though that she has to, that eventually goes to her husband, and she has an obligation that her husband it's hers. She found she, it. She's coned it. Right, but we have like an Indian Masha Kanisha Kanabalo. Why doesn't apply to everything? Because there are things that she can acquire schutz from the husband. For example, she gets the Arusha, or somebody gave her something. I'm well, her husband. Of she's like, she's capable of being Kona, but the, there's an obligation that her husband gets to keep it, just like he keeps her paycheck. So that's what the Tanakama said. Comes along, uh, Tan in front of Rav and said, "No, that a mitzvah of it goes to her, goes to herself, and Rabbi Kiva holds it goes to her husband." So he says, "What do you mean, Rabbi Kiva holds it goes to her husband? Rabbi Kiva holds even her paycheck. She gets the extra part of her paycheck, the surplus part of her paycheck. She gets to keep. So why should she have to give the mitzvah to her husband? So therefore, he says, Ela Eipach. So the, so Rav told the Tana, told the guy who's learning in front of him, Eipach. I'll turn it around. <laughs> Tanakama says." That what she finds, she goes to her husband. Rabbi Kiva says he, uh, she gets to keep it herself. Just like Rabbi Kiva says she can keep the surplus paycheck, she can keep this as well. I Vokiosa Rabbim, Rabbim came from Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Yochanan. Ba'adofa Shaloyetchak, surplus that she earned without any undue exertion, that it came very easily to her. She was a capable woman and she made money easily. Certainly that's part. And she didn't have to overly exert herself. That was just part of her regular, you know, he married a woman who was capable. That everybody agrees goes to the husband. Machlokas is if she had to work extra hard. You know, she worked overtime. She put in extra effort. There's the machlokas. Is the Tanakama sarva the bala. Tanakama still goes to the husband because it's still surplus of her paycheck. Or Bekiva says sarva latzma. But you see that everybody holds that when it comes to shaloya derchak, everybody says that goes to the husband. So here too, this lechor of the metzia is something she just finds. Lechor that's that's something with with uh, with uh, without undue exertion, and therefore should also go to the husband. So how can you say the Rebbe Kiva says that it goes uh, that it goes to her? Amra Papa dami. You know what? If she finds something. It's like a, when you find something, it's not like you're just walking around on the street and there's a pearl over there sitting there or a diamond sitting on the ground. In other words, finding things, you had to go look for them. You had to do extra work. And therefore, it's like, and therefore, we can understand that Rabbi Kiva says, even though the town of our mission holds that the Metziah goes to the, hus- to the husband, but Rabbi Kiva holds that Metziasa, uh, that, that, that Rabbi Kiva holds that the, the Metziah goes to her. And this is something which is considered aideh chak. But everybody agrees that it's, that the work shaloya chak goes to the husband. So uh, and therefore it depends on the machlokas or bekiva and the rabbanon. According to rabbanon, goes to the husband. According to bekiva, goes to her. By rabbanon, asa lo shteim bevasachas mau. By ravina shlosha odal bevasachas mau. So according to the parshah pshat, is the question is um, when we say over here. That uh, there's a machlokas by work ayedet chak chak everybody agrees it goes to the husband but let's say work which is ayedet chak which she has to push herself for that according to Tanakama it still goes to the husband and according to uh, Rabbi Kiva it goes to her 
right? That that's the machlokas of her by by work, which is ayideh chak. What about where she's able to do several jobs at one time? Rashi brings down examples. Uh, she's uh, she's a guard and she's also um, spinning, uh, weaving things, and she's teaching uh, songs. So she's teaching women singing songs at the same time, and she warms um, she warms eggs on her lap. Or he brings down silkworms that you know she's uh, warming up silkworms, which are which are making silk. All these things. she's doing these things at one time. Is that considered? Rashi says, Mao, is it considered kaideh chak? And therefore, say she's able to keep it according to Rabbi Kiva, or not? Some say, right? Some say that the question is not if Zayit Chak or Rabbi Kiva, but according to everybody, is that considered a Chak? In other words, we said, according to the Tanakama, that he holds. If it's everybody agrees, according everybody agrees, Chak goes to the husband. Machlokas is right. So this is so. That Rabbi Kiva says it's, it's, it goes to her, and she's it goes to the husband. So the question is: Are these jobs considered aideh chak, and therefore according to Rabbi Kiva, it would go to her, or or the kasha could even be some of Farshim say the kasha is even according to Tanakama, who says who, who says what that whether it's aideh chak or lo aideh chak, it still goes to the husband. What about over here? This is like especially she's doing an extra effort. She's doing like four or five jobs at the same time. Would even the, maybe the Tanakama would also be mowed over here that it would go to. Her, and that question stands. Boshto Pagma. So we said in the Mishnah, as opposed to the other things like Tsar, which definitely goes to her, and the and the um, uh, Repo and Shabbos, which definitely goes to the husband. There was a machlok in the Mishnah. What happens to the Boshto? In fact, that's why the Mishnah was brought down over here. We said there were other other parts of the Mishnah. The first line, first couple lines of the Mishnah were basically learned elsewhere already. What the husband gets, what the father gets. <coughs> the machlok over here was to tell you. We brought this down to tell you that if she is shamed or diminished in value. Tanakama says that value goes to her, and Rabbi Yudhmasar says, no, you split it with the husband. So, if you say that you can get paid for something, for a boshus that happened to somebody else, in other words, shame is shame. If you shame me, you shame me. You shame my brother, I should get paid. What does that mean? <laughs> if you embarrass my horse, I'm also going to get. And if I get it, if you if you can embarrass a third party, and uh, and I'll get paid for it. If you embarrass my horse, would that be the same thing? How can you say there's? Now the question is not that the horse gets shame. The question is if you embarrass the horse. Perfect example. The famous story over here that happened. I don't know, remember when we had a um, a guy over here at the corner. Um, I kicked his tire. Remember the oh, kick yeah. the tire story. Now, I kicked his tire. He was he was embarrassed by that. According to his, you know, Moroccan mentality, um, that, that he was he, he's, that was embarrassing him, and he was correct in pulling out a knife and threatening us and chasing us all over this all over the town because I kicked the tire of his car, no less than if I had kicked his wife, slapped his wife in the face. That's what that's what it meant to him. So don't ask, what do you mean, Vasusbar? We're not talking about the question is Vasusbar Boshu. Is if, if I embarrass the guy's horse, is that embarrassing to him? So is that really is that considered embarrassment? Embarrassing the horse. In other words, the Gemara Skilly is saying is that he's wrong. If I hit his slapped his wife, that's an embarrassment. But if I kick the tire of his car, that's not embarrassing him. He's just an idiot. Ella Let's say I spit on his clothes. 
So if that's okay, so a horse, fine. So saying if I embarrass this horse, I say, what, what a horse, your horse is an idiot. That's not embarrassing a guy. But if I spit on his clothes, maybe that is, the boy I've got him boasts also if I spit on his clothes, maybe I do. If I spit on his clothes, that's like, we're saying like spitting on him. Let's say I spit on him and, and the spit hit him uh, and hit him in his face or par or knocked off uh, 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 uncovered a woman's head by my spit. I, it's such a big glob that I knocked off her shaitel. Or if I have a place of men or knocked off his uh, coat, I got to pay, pay him for it. That's only if I hit him. In other words, that's only if I hit him with it. In other words, I caused some damage to him. But if I just damage his his clothing, there's no of a big dough potter. So, so what do you see over here? How can you say that by embarrassing a third party that he should get paid according to according to Rabbi Yudam And then Rashi says the cash is according to Rabbi Yudam Maseira. Rabbi Yudam Maseira is according to Adama. She gets everything fine. I embarrassed her. I pay her. But according to Maseira, if I embarrass her, I can pay him. How can that work? Uh, just embarrassing that the answer is big the less is loose. It's lazy loose according to the side. See the avits there that. If if I embar if I just if I spit on his garment and no 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 nothing happened to him that's not embarrassing him. He can make I can make him pay for the uh, cleaning bill or whatever damage would w- happen. But it's not embarrassing if I spit on him. But if I spit in his face, that's different. He says Rukuk Vigia uh, he Borok. If the rogue hit him in the face, that's embarrassing him. If on on the clothing though, it's not. The answer is there's no clothing and his wife. If I spit on it, if he, if he if he if a man did something to if you did something to his wife, you embarrassed his wife. He himself has embarrassment thereby. Let's say you embarrass a poor child of a fa- fine family. Now you know they're all lowly people, and you've embarrassed the whole family. You have, to you have to pay boshes to the whole family because you've embarrassed the whole family. There it wasn't the goof. Therefore, it wasn't his goof. You have to do something to the goof. If, if, you, if you embarrass one's child, that's not embarrassing him. That's not, at least, it might be embarrassing to the family, but it's not an embarrassment that requires payment of money. What we call boshes, what the Torah called boshes, you have to pay the boshes. The uh, embarrassment, that's only for a physical damage, and a phys- but a physical damage, a physical embarrassment to his wife, right? That a physical damage to his wife, that's like uh, Ishto Kagufo, and therefore it's like his own body. What are you assessing, though, when, you was- when Bestin assesses mm-hmm. the value of the Boshes? Right. They're assessing it on, on two levels, her and him, or they're assessing her... Right. Her Boshes is. Right. And, and it's a Makhlokas. Well, that's a good one. Here, here it's probably, it's probably, since the embarrassment is to him, it's probably what his Boshes is also. So there's two separate. That's probably, it's probably a combination of how do you value. I don't know if it's separate. It's probably how do you, it says, how do you evaluate together? See, normally when you say Boshes is, mm-hmm. Boshes is, the Gemara says, right. So in other words, if a, uh, if a uh, Rosh Hashiva got embarrassed by some lowly uh, Arab or whatever, then the embarrassment is greater. Now, if you're embarrassed by a great person, you know, thing, I, you know, I went to Chaim Kenevsky a few weeks ago, and I had an audience with him, and the first thing he tells me is, where's my beard? You know, so I'm growing a beard now. <laughs> so it was weird. But if I'm embarrassed... Did that embarrass you? No, it didn't. But I'm saying because, because he... Because he, he um, 
because it's Rukhan Kanievsky, he's the God of Lador, so he's not embarrassed. I'm a lowly person. If he tells me, where's my beard? He means he goes, well, I'm not embarrassed one bit. I'm not embarrassed. Did you answer the question, by the way? I don't remember what I said. No. I don't remember what I said. But, um, I or I if I answered, but, but, uh, but, if, but if some uh, jerk walks over to me in the street and says, who, who, who are you? Who are you to give a shear? Who are you? You don't even have a beard. So that's more of an embarrassment because who is he to tell me? You understand? So that, that's, that's the idea of Mavajmas. But here you're asking good. Since, since his embarrassment, since his wife's embarrassment also causes his embarrassment because he's your goofo, so how do you shots that up? Besides the, the person doing the mavayesh, the mitvayesh the over here is a combination of him and her. So that would be a good one. That best one would have to figure that one out. I mean, the language is always feminine. It's always her boshes. No, 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 I understand. No, no, here we're talking about her boshes, but here, her, here her boshes and his boshes is intertwined. Because we're saying, right. according to Bidam Masera, you have to pay him and her. So how, so how do you figure right. that out? That's a good one. That's a good one. We know that it's figured out according to the person doing the embarrassment and the, and the receiving. But up here, it's two people receiving it, right? So that's a good point. How, how would they do that? I don't know. Now here we get into the idea that it was customary that they would write money into the ksuba. That was like the dowry. Right? We talked about ksuba. And we talked here about the, the normal ksuba we think of is what the husband has to give the wife. On, on, on dissolution of the uh, marriage... How much does he have to give her? The basic amount is 200 dinars, $200, whatever you call it. And then he could add on also. But we also mentioned that in order to encourage, in order to encourage uh, fathers-in-law to, put, to give money to the, to the family, to the son-in-law, uh, they would write this because it's been different and say, well, if anything happens to the wife, the, her, her kids will get it. It won't be his other kids and all that. But it was quite customary for the father-in-law to give money in, and he would write that into the ksuba. I'm putting in, you know, uh, a nodden. A hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, a million dollars. He put that into it. Now, when you write it down in the ksuba, the son-in-law was taking responsibility for that money. He's going to be able to use that money now. So he would, in turn, have to write that upon dissolution of the marriage, he would reimburse that money to his wife. How much money? Well, now we're going to talk about it. So the first part of the mission is just telling you when he gives money, when he says, listen, I'm, I'm deciding. First, says, I'm setting aside. Listen, you don't worry. I'm, you know, how much are you giving? You know, he used to go out. Oh, this girl, she gets $100,000. You know, if you marry her, you get $100,000. Let's say he did that. A father-in-law said, I'm going to give you money when you get married. And the guy died before the wedding took place, meaning there was an heiress and uh, they were engaged. Then he died. Because if the marriage took place already, then the money's already in, in, the, in the hopper, right? It's, it's in the hopper. And now when, when the husband dies, right, what happens to the money? Well, she gets the money, but it, we're talking about it here where he dies and left over a brother. There's a Yavim over here. So if he had the money already, the money was there. But here we're talking about where he, he's, he assigned the money. He said, I'm going to give the money upon the marriage. But the guy died before the marriage, and now he left a brother. Now there's a Yavim involved. The father-in-law doesn't like the oven so much. Yochalush Yomer, the father-in-law could say, Lachicha, you see, wrote Salitan, I wanted to give your brother, I wanted to give the $100,000. I liked him. You know, I was going to take him into the business. But you, I don't want to give. So you have to make even more chalitza, do what you will do, but I'm not giving you the money. He's able to do that. In other words, the oven, even though the oven takes the place of the brother, but he's not able to, he's able to take place of the brother, the Yerusha Yarshans, if there was a Yerusha there. But the, fa- the money that the father said, I'm going to give the, my son-in-law when he gets married, then the son-in-law died before the wedding, he doesn't have to give that to the oven. Okay. Well, what? If they were in the Nisuin, then it's done already. Right. We're talking about before the Nisuin. Right. 
Now, now we're going to get into the details of the money itself. The mission is going to make a difference if you give cash or if you give items, assets, merchandise. If you give cash, then it was customary in that place for the son-in-law to add on 50%. In other words, if the father says, I'm giving you $1,000, he should write into the ksuba, I'm responsible for $1,500 if I die or divorce you. Why? Because with the money, he's going to make money. He's going to invest it. You, know, you get minus 0.001% now. He's going to make money on that. He's going to put it into business. He's going to make money. Okay. So Paul asked himself, let's say he decides he's going to give him $1,000. say dinner's dollars for ease of use. I mean, dinner's... Who posted in the Chamesh Yisrael money? He's got to give in $1,500. $1,500. Chamesh Yisrael money is 100 times 50, $1,500. But let's say it's for merchandise, which Shum means it was appraised. Right? So who posted Pochas Chamesh? He gives 50... He gives... 25% less. It means, it means 20%, 20% millibar, which is always 20, 25%. Meaning, he gives 20, 25% less. Not more, but less. Why? So one part of, part of it is, part of it is because you could say, well, items get devalued, right? You know, money, you can make money. Money, you put it into business, you make money. But items are going to be worth less. Whatever you're going to give today is going to be worth less tomorrow. That's part of it. Rashi mentions that. But the main part, Rashi says, the main reason is, is because when they appraise things at a wedding, they always like to flower it up a little bit. You know, yeah, spruce it up. So he says, so you write, you write, you write less, less. No, it's, it's, it's 20% malabar, but it's 25%. It's grossed up. He's going to give an example. Shumba mana Now, so we'll see. In other words, you, you, you write in the ksuba 25% less. 25% less. Chomish means 20% less, but it means that's 20% of the outside. For example, let's say, let's say they write, I'm giving you, we, we, we're giving you these assets. And at the wedding, they said that's worth $125, so you write down $100. Right? You write down $100, which is 20% less. 20% uh, 20% out of the whole thing. Chomish out of the whole thing. But it, you understand? Out of the whole thing, it's 20% less. But whatever the amount is, right, it's 25%. He says Chomish is 20%, but it's 25% if you add the difference between 100 and 125, that's 25% more. Out of the whole thing, right, it's 20% less. 20% less. Yeah, 20% less, right, right. Okay. So so we'll see, because he talks about, he talks about if, you know, when I say 50% more, Right? He calls that a third, right? Because out of the whole amount, that's a third. So here it's 25, 20%. Okay. Um, so let's say Shuma Mon of Shuma. The way Rashi learns is let's say he says, he says, we're going to write down $100. I'm giving you $100 worth of goods. And it's taka worth that amount. Meaning that they didn't do it at the wedding. That's how Rashi learns. At the wedding, if they shots it up, then they always add on more, so he could always deduct the 20%. But, uh, but if they did it before and it was proper, then he's got to write that amount. And we don't take much in for the depreciation. Shumbamana, uh, but regular, but in regular case where they did it at the wedding, and they said, "Okay, listen, we want you to write in the ksuba. I'm giving you a uh, um, hundred dollars worth of goods, mana, hundred dollars worth of goods." She writes that that's what that's what she's giving in, or her family's giving into the into the. Uh, thing. He says, she says, write down. We want you to write down her house. Well, we just said before, when you give merchandise. You've got to, you can deduct twenty percent. So therefore, since he, if he's writing hundred, he knows Senashloshim after the sell of dinner. So she gives basically hundred and twenty-five dinners there. That's the idea. That you give she's got to give him hundred. If you're writing hundred, that's the idea is just reverse. If he says, Listen, we want you to write in there hundred dollars that you're responsible for hundred dollars of goods, she has to give him hundred and twenty-five if they're shot stopped away. The same thing observed. Now, why do we have these different amounts? We'll see why it, it, it just seems to be more examples of the same thing. Fine. 
What he is posek, he writes less. In other words, if he's the one who writes the appraisal and he did it, and he made the appraisal, so he also does twenty percent less. So here we'll see what seems to be redundant. This whole thing, according to way Rabbi, according to way Tosis, Tosis learns that it's if who posek things that he. He, it also makes it easier because this last line refers to when he's giving his own stuff. For example, he adds on to the ksubas. Some guys don't just give $200. They give a lot more. I'm going to add on another 10000 or whatever it is. So if, let's say he gives it in goods, right? If he gives it in goods, when he's miachat kalim for her, also, also, he does 25% less. So for example, in other words, <coughs> they're also, when he says, oh, I'm going to give you all these goods, in general, they, they appraise that for more also. So they said, for example, oh, he's giving $125 worth of stuff. You only write down 100 because they flower it up to, to give him covered also. That's how Tosis learns. Rashi learns, it's another example of what we just said. But Rashi, as we'll see, Rashi, based on the Gemara, it depends on who, 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 was, who did the appraisal first. And if she did the appraisal first and she says, listen, I'm giving you $100 worth of stuff, so he takes 25% off of that when he writes, or 20% off when he writes it into the Ksuba. When if if uh, if he's appraising it at at a, at a, at a first, then she's adding on to it. Now this is two different ways of looking at the same thing. Back to the first part of it, though, that if he appraises it for the son and the son dies before the son-in-law dies before the marriage takes place after the Arison, he doesn't have to give that to the other. Certainly, it's uh, it's obvious. If Rishon Tamar Chacham Shani Amar, if the first guy was a Tamar Chacham and he wanted to give him a hundred thousand dollars, and then the Tamar Chacham, the, the this guy, the son-in-law died before the, before he consummated the marriage, and now the father-in-law says to his brother, the Avam, you're an Amaritz. I don't want to give you anything. He's allowed to do that. I'll feel Rishon Amaritz, even if the first guy was an Amaritz. The Shani Tamar Chacham, the second Tamar Chacham, Yachalom Elochacham. The father-in-law could say, Lachicha Yisirotza. I wanted to give your brother for whatever the reason is he could say listen your brother was an Amaritz I could have taken him into the business you're a Tamar Chacham I'm not interested in giving you money that could be whatever that the father this is the father's option the idea is that if the father didn't give the money yet he just made a deal that I'm going to give this son-in-law money when he gets married and the son-in-law ever consummated the marriage the father is not obligated to give it to the brother well, these are all the same cases. You said dinner, and then you said, well, the case with 100 and 125 or 400 and 500, it's all the same. So we learned a big one and a small one, meaning you might say that when do you make, uh, uh, when, when do you say that there's a difference in the amount uh, by the appraisal? By a large one. You know, you have a large one, so they make a big appraisal. But by a small amount of money, the difference in the appraisal, they don't add that much on. Kamashmon, you see that too. Or by a small one, you might say, it's such a small amount, so let's, let's jack it up a little bit so it should look like he's giving something. You know, at the wedding, what is he giving? Nothing? Okay, jack it up a little bit. But by a big one, maybe you don't have to j- jack it up, and therefore you don't have to add on. Kamashmon in both cases. That's, the, that's why we had the first case and the second case, like the case of the 100 and 125 or the 405. Then, Tanashumadi So according to Tosis, we said already that Diday means... When he's giving money, when, he, when he's giving assets into the wedding, he's putting them in. So they're also, we said that they're jacked up, and you can deduct 20%. And, according, and the other ones where she's giving the assets. But according to Rashi, Rashi doesn't make that difference. Rashi says that the difference is like the top line, Rashi, Let's say they shot stuff first, and he writes 25% less, or 20% less, if they if they shot stood up, 
Also, the other way around also, if he did it, Rashi says, Shuma Didei, Hechadiktani Chosim Posek HaRei Shuma Didei, Kegon Shehiach Nislo Kodim HaShum, Vuhu Shamosa Behemeos, and he, he shots that up, she gave it to him, and he praised it at 500, he only has to write 400. Shumadi does, Hechadiktani, he no senes, Shehu Kosav HaKsuba, let's say he wrote the Ksuba first, and he wrote uh, uh, $100, where you give me $100 of stuff, then she has to give him actually 125 so that his, what's written in the Ksuba is 20% less than the amount of goods that was actually appraised, because the appraisal is higher, is always higher, we assume it's 20% higher. Now, some say this is only, you know, we'll see in the, we'll see in the next mission. The next mission says that Posca Lachmus Lok Safam. Now, this mission seems to say the same thing. If she wanted to give, let's say, money, uh, for, if, if she gave him money, she gave money into the wedding, like her father gave him money. So we said before that he adds on 50%, right? So cella, cella, her cella, Nasa, she should become six dinners. I mean, a cella is four dinners. So, so you write six dinners, which is really the same thing as we said before. $1,000 becomes $1,500. So $4 becomes $6. Right? Nasa, she should dinner. So how is this different than, what is this adding on to the first mission? We'll see. So which is 50% more or a third milabar. If you look at the whole thing, she's adding, if you look at the whole uh, six dinners, you add on, you add on uh, uh, it's a third out of the total. For every, um, for every 10 uh, dinners that she brings in, uh, for, for every lechomon or mana rather, for every hundred dollars that she brings into the wedding to the ksuba, he has to assign her a box of ten dinners. We'll see what that box means. Rishim Lomer, Hakol Now it depends on the minigam dinner. Now some say that Rishim Mulil is really going on the first mission too. This business about adding on fifty percent to cash or deducting twenty percent of appraised goods. That's all depends on the minig in that place. In other words, nobody does that today, right? We don't do that in, in the stars today. Depends on the minig of that place. Gemara now says, what about this business about the four and the six dinners? What's the that in the first mission of the $1,000 with the $1,500? You know, 1000 is to 1500 as four is to six. So we gave an example of a big deal and a small deal. By a big deal, if you give me $1,000, I can invest it, I can make $1,500. If you give me $4, I'm going to make $6 on that. $4 nobody looks at. If small amount, maybe I don't have to add on. Sricha, they have to tell me that also. You can make profit there too. The Ashmin Iskazuta, if you tell me a small deal, the Zutters, you know, it's got a small amount of maintenance and expenses. It's very easy to take care of $4, so you can make two and more dollars out of it. Avaliska Rabba, you know, you've got to hire guards and you've got to have accountants and uh, all kinds of uh, uh, staff, etc. So it's got, it takes a lot of responsibility and uh, maintenance and, and uh, overhead. Now, for Zutters, it's got a lot of over it goes along, aim alone. I might think there you may be not making as much. So you therefore tell me in all cases where it's cash, you add on 50%. There's no factoring in here at all that he could lose, that a person could lose right. money. He, he, yes, he could, but it's his responsibility. That's the idea of Nisrit no, Sombarzon. He takes that, deal. right, he takes that responsibility on, right. We don't, I don't know if they, they don't put that in the Ksuba today. No. I don't think they put that in the Ksuba no. today. The Ksuba's been different, might be in there if it's there, but, but if he's responsible, but that's the idea of Sombarzon, he's responsible for it. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for it. That's, that's the idea here. 
So the other word, the ksuma was a combination of responsibilities, right? Where it's, it's a trying to encourage the father-in-law to give money in there, and it's also trying to keep it the basic idea of ksuba. We we hold, except according to our mayor, we hold that what's the reason for ksuba? He should think twice before divorcing her. That's the basic idea of the ksuba. But the ksuba has all the other tnai ksuba that we discussed in the previous paragraph. <clears throat> what do you mean? For every hundred dollars that she brings in, He's got to give her a box of 10 dinners. What does that mean? 10%. My kupa. Amravashi kupa He's got to give her perfumes. He's got to give her perfumes, nice stuff to beautify herself with. Tosh says, even if, you, even if we hold like that in, in Yushalayim, Amravashi has learned number of Varmal El Bishalayim. It's only Yushalayim. This rule was only Yushalayim, nowhere else. Even though we learned in Yushalayim that girls didn't have to use perfume because that the Reach of Victorus, etc., perfume them. That's for perfume. But here we're talking about, you know, making herself nice and I, using the, knocking out the. Uh, the wrinkles and then etc. Take off the hair. Not so she needed she not growing a beard. Boy Rashi, So first question is, when we talk about he, when she gives him a hundred, he's got to give her a box of ten dinners, right? How do you measure the hundred? You measure the hundred by the amount of money. Like let's say she, let's say she gave him a hundred dollars worth of goods. So does he get take off the twenty percent? Do you figure it out in the hundred or in the eighty? So that's one question. Because it could be either way. However you learn that, how often does he give her this box of $10 worth of dinners? Is it only the first day? Does he give it every day? If it's every day, Shabbos, is it every day of the first week or is it every week? If it's every Shabbos, so, Chodesh Rishon or Kol Chodesh, or is it every month? Now you're asking right away, what are you talking about? If he's giving it every day, the ten, the, he gave her $100, uh, she brought in $100, and he's got to give her a box of perfume worth $10, and every day, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be gone pretty soon, right? Oh, Kol Chodesh is every month, if it's every month, so Shonim is only the first year, or Kol Chodesh is it every year, Teiku? That question stands. So the question is obvious, you know, what, how could it be, what, what is the Gemara being? Rashi says, I don't understand even what the question, Rashi says, I don't understand what the whole Seder over here is. Tell us is a nice but says that he has to give her 10% back in terms of maintaining her perfume. The question is, does he give it to her each and every day? Does he give her a little bit each day? Or does he give it to her in one shot and then she yeah, lasts with that? So that's the, the question is, how often does he have to give it to her? Does he give her a little bit each day stretched out over a period of time? But it's hard to understand this piece. was a famous, very wealthy man. We talked about his daughter-in-law before with the wine. Remember she wanted to get wine after she was uh, widowed Story with his daughter. They gave her four hundred gold pieces because that was what she was accustomed to, and they gave her that when her husband had died. That's what they gave it to. for one day that day. That's what you should also be zocha to give to your daughters. So over here also they answered amen. Here Lamali says they didn't answer amen because he wasn't alive. And they didn't want to. They didn't want to say you should give your daughters, and your your daughter should also be widows. In other words, it's speaking over here where the husband said, "Listen, uh, I'm overseas. You take care of it for them, and you you be the guardian. You give them money." And so they gave her uh, for one day. They gave her a box of perfume. Perfumes worth four hundred gold pe- uh, pieces. That's how wealthy she was, and that was what she was. Storm of like another story we're going to be down with the daughter of Nigam uh, Ben-Gurion. I assume it's the same daughter. Maybe it's a different daughter. He's riding on a donkey. He's leaving Yerushalayim. We're walking with him. He saw this one young girl. She was gathering barley. 
gathering barley. She was so starving that she was gathering pieces of barley from the dung of the animal, of Arab animals. Kimisharoso, so when she saw, she looked up and she saw him, Nisatva Basara, she, she wrapped herself in her hair. Apparently she didn't even have proper clothing. She stood up, Amrullah, Rebbe, Parnasani, feed me, Rebbe, I'm starving. Amrullah, Biti, Miat, who are you? Amrullah, Basnak, Mimben Gurianani, I'm the daughter of Mimben Gurian. Amrullah, Biti, where's all the riches of your family? Your family's a wealthy family. How are you so poor? Amrullah, Rebbe, Lo, Chedain, Maslon, Kalabishan, don't they say this famous line, this famous phrase in Yerushalayim, this mushal, Melach, Maman, Choser, if you want to salt your money, salt means preserve. If you want to preserve your money, what do you do? Lessen it. Give some of it away. When you give away money, that's how you preserve your money. Vamila chesed. That, you know, do chesed with your money. That's how you preserve your money. So she said, Okay, so where's your father? I understand what happened to your father's money. Where's your father's money? It all got mixed up. The mechutanim's money were all, uh, it was all one big kupa. It all got messed up together. You remember what you wrote, Mike Silva? You were at the wedding. I remember when I signed on the Silva Shazu, a million gold pieces. Besides what the father in law threw in. Right? That's what her father gave. Besides the groom's father, the father gave a million dollars. Happy Israel. When you do a God's will, nobody can rule over you. When you don't do God's will, most of you are He gives you into the hands of a, low, a lowly nation. She's under the, the Shvela is called the, the Arabs were Bedouin. They lived in, in tents, you know, in the, in the desert. They're called like a lowly nation. You're in the, you're in the hands of the animals. You're taking your food from the animals of, of those animals. But even Gurian law, it's stuck. Didn't you do stuck? What do you mean? How can you say that Gimengorim they didn't do anything good and never lost his money? When he walked from his house to the base medrash, they would put fancy clothing under his feet to you know to guard his feet from the mud, and uban aniyim and aniyim would come afterwards and makaplan or something and roll it up and take it home. So so you see, he gave all this fancy stuff to the poor people. So he did it for his own cover, not to give them tzedakah. He didn't do what he was supposed to do. He Sure, he gave him some clothing. He could have done a lot more. According to the camel, that's the load. That's what you do. You know, and according to him, sure, he gave him something. He gave him a few dollars, but he could have given him a lot more. And because of that, he was punished, and he lost all his money. All right, we'll pick it up from here tonight. Let's tomorrow.